0: We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.
1: I should have been a cowboy. I
2: should have learned to ride. Wearing my Welcome
3: to The Mark White, Milton Show. Everybody just calls me Smash. St. Louis, you know me. I tell you what, as is always turning on to the good stuff before we get into the, the meat of this particular break right here, I got to ask you, Shoulda Been a Cowboy, one of my favorite songs, man. Why do you pick that as a uh, theme for the show?
2: So, Toby Keith, big hero of mine ever since 9/11. That's when it really when I got into country, yeah. country music uh, it's really my go-to karaoke song. Sort of sort of ironic cuz I always thought <laughs> You got to do that on the I show always, someday always I I shoulda been a cowboy, not a tax lawyer, but um <laughs> even though I've never really ridden a horse. I've kind of walked on, you know, right. I've been on a horse that's been walking, yeah. but at some point, I'd love to have a ranch and actually, you know, let that thing, let right that on, thing buddy. ride. So, right on, buddy. Um, anyway, well, we are uh, very fortunate today uh, to have as our first guest on the Mark Milton Show, uh, Mike and Paul Duffy, father-son duo, uh, owners of the Mike Duffy restaurant chain here in the St. Louis area, and uh, we wanted to have you guys on to talk about the impact uh, the coronavirus and the and the stay-at-home orders have had on small business, particularly restaurants and bars. Um, I know Mike Duffy's uh, started in Kirkwood in 1986. So you guys have been around for more than 30 years um, and you've got locations in Richmond Heights and town and country. And Mike, I guess I would just start with you. Um, first of all, welcome to the show and, and uh, just kind of wanted to ask, you know, how are you guys doing? I know that uh, you guys made the decision uh, to close down to not do curbside or, or carry out, and just kind of give us an idea of kind of what you guys are going through right now. Thanks, Mark. It's good to be here.
1: Uh, we are uh, struggling along, trying to decide what to do. You know, we were we were open for uh, pick up and carry out and delivery curbside for a while, but then. A lot of my people were afraid uh, to work. Uh, some of them have underlying conditions. And so uh, we're, we couldn't even feel the crew because some of the people have, you know, wives who are nurses who are exposed to the coronavirus at the hospital. So they were probably couldn't come into work because they haven't had 15 days. So we're shut down right now, both the Kirkwood and the Richmond Heights location, the town and country location is open. uh, But I talked to uh, Bruce who owns that place and it's, it's tough. You know, you, you just don't, it doesn't cover your expenses to, to do that. And so a lot of these things are just struggling along and we're trying to get funding through that payroll protection plan, but, Even that is a big mess right now, so we don't know if we're going to get funded.
3: Now, in the tenure of this whole thing, smash here, guys, in the tenure of this whole thing, you cannot plan for return, can you? Because nobody knows when this is over and or when we can start into whatever the new America is.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. You know, what's it going to be like? And so I've got five plans in place, one for, you know, pickup and, you know, delivery only one for, uh, uh, separated seating one for business as usual, uh, like it used to be one for, uh, the, I call it the new normal, What is it going to be? Which nobody knows. So we don't know what's going to happen.
2: And how much communication have you guys had with other restaurants? I mean, are are there associations, trade groups that you guys talk to and commiserate with and, and try to, you know, sort of get answers on some of this stuff
1: every day, you know, we're on the phone with different restaurants saying, what are you guys doing? What's working? What's not working, you know, and you know, we uh, we help each other out because we're all in the same boat.
2: Sure, and and Paul, maybe you can talk a little bit about sort of the ecosystem that's that's impacted. I mean, obviously, you guys have suppliers, vendors, things like that that I don't think people talk about as being impacted by this. You know, closure of restaurants and bars. Could you could touch on that a little bit? What have yeah, you seen? Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, if the, if the restaurants and bars aren't open, um, you know that that's going to impact obviously us and our employees. That's going to impact. Um, you know the companies that you know supply our food, and um, you know just economically. I mean, you know if and if and when we are allowed to reopen, I mean, you know especially you know with this whole funding debacle. I mean, just for restaurants to reopen after something like this, I mean you're looking at you know tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of money you're going to have to spend just to you know be able to get up to speed and you know get your product in, and then. You know we don't know what that's going to look like you know especially you know with the supply and demand um, you know from the the companies that we work with yeah and,
2: and i know there is a lot of frustration out there myself included with the paycheck protection program um, i personally bank w- with my business at a larger bank and was sort of duped into believing you know in the beginning that i had to go through them and so that's what i did i put my eggs in that basket i was able to apply pretty early and it has been a total debacle in terms of the communication, the inability to get information. Um, I've been told that I'm just awaiting my phone, my final loan documents to review and sign. And um, it's been a very frustrating process. And, and, you know, I know many of my clients are experiencing the same thing. I work with a lot of small businesses. And, um, you know, if they don't get this money soon, um, they're going to go under. And so the idea was, you know, we're going to give you – Your monthly payroll costs or 2.5 times your monthly payroll costs. And that amount would be forgiven as long as the money is used for rent, utilities and payroll. Well, if you're, you know, at a point where you're not going to be able to continue in business, then it's pretty much worthless at that point. So tell, tell me a little bit about what you've experienced in terms of applying for the PPP. And also, have you considered the EDIL, which was the original, the economic disaster injury loan that Again, there was talk that you're going to get 10 grand within three days once you apply for that. I don't know anyone that's actually gotten it from the SBA at this point.
1: Well, this is the issue is that, you know, we've applied for that PPP. And same thing, I applied, you know, the first day and it's been nothing but put on hold. And so I'm on, you know, the phone with my bank and other bankers this morning just to see where we're at in the process. You know, and there's a seven-step process till you get the funding, and I don't know anybody, any restaurant that I know of yet who has been funded, who has got the money, and so it's uh, we applied for the ED, the you know, disaster loan uh, first day. Also, I haven't heard anything on that. They've asked, you know, do you want the ten thousand? And I said yes for both my restaurants. Right. We haven't heard a peep on that yet. So nothing we've heard on that. And that's more of a thirty-year loan on whatever you can to, at a low. Well, not a low interest rate, but at least a <clears throat> fairly low interest rate. But we haven't heard anything about that. And if we don't get, you know, funding on the PPP, you know, thirty <clears> thousand restaurants have gone under um, completely in this area projecting another, another no this is nationwide, nationwide. another okay. 110,000 are wow. supposed to fold completely oh. at the end of April
3: yeah my goodness
1: and so the restaurant industry hospitality industry makes up 4% of our total gpa
3: mm-hmm. well let me let me ask cuz you always uh, see on tv and we're in this together and, and everything and you know help out the restaurant workers by Giving them tips when they bring the food out to your car, whatever the case may be. Does that really help the restaurant? Because if the restaurant ain't in business, there ain't gonna be anybody there to to help tip you. Mm-hmm. No, it
1: helps the restaurant workers, yeah. but it doesn't help the restaurant.
3: Because you ought to be cognizant yeah, of the fact the that you gotta have that that
2: goes straight to the workers.
3: Yeah, you gotta have that restaurant base. Otherwise there's not gonna be any work for the worker.
2: Well, and I've talked to people in the restaurant industry who, you know, right now they're workers, you know, they're better off claiming unemployment and getting the extra money from the CARES Act than to go back to work. So I imagine you're going to have a real hard time if and when you do reopen, getting those people back to work. Aside from the fear of, you know, the coronavirus itself, I think there's an economic reality that, hey, if I'm getting— you know, unemployment benefits plus the extra 600 a month from the federal government and I could stay at home. I mean, I know that that's not, you know, the, the best way to look at it, but I think that's just the reality for many people.
0: I mean, that it's you know, that's definitely part of it, but at the same time, you also have a lot of people who, you know, do very well in the service industry. I mean, there's, you know, servers and bartenders and, you know, chefs and people like that who make, you know, phenomenal money and who actually love what they do. And so, you know, you can't I mean, you know, obviously, if this is a, you know, two-week thing or whatever, you know, that's understandable. But, you know, we're going on a month, and, you know, you can't just, you know, re-jumpstart, you know, an economy the size of ours just with a snap of your fingers.
2: Have you had any communications with any political leaders, local leaders about, you know, sort of next steps?
0: I mean, I've reached out to, you know, a couple different couple different folks. Obviously, I haven't heard anything back. But, you know, they're not you know, frankly, you know, they're not business people. Yeah. You know, so I don't think they understand the, the actual economic impact of, you know, what's actually. I wrote letters impact. to the, the frustrating part.
1: I wrote letters to the president, both of our U.S. senators and the uh, our U.S. representative. And this was, um, you know, three weeks ago and said, the issue here is business interruption our business has been interrupted and we have business interrupted insurance. And I said, you guys need to back the insurance industry to get pandemic out of their exclusions Mm -hmm. and to get the, you know, it's, we've been shut down by the civil authority. And so that should be covered under business interruption, but they're not honoring that right now. And so, I sent the letter to the president, and the senators, and the congressmen and said we need to get business interruption back on the line.
3: Now, when it comes back to the new norm, how much money do you think you guys will have lost up to whatever that particular date is? You, you, you're losing 1000 bucks a day? You're losing um, 10000 bucks a week? Oh, How's I, all that play?
0: Um you know, I was kind of doing the math just just for our Richmond Heights location. Um, you know, when they, uh, when you know, the St. Louis mayor and the county executives had their press conference on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, if we if we're shut down for two months uh, at our Richmond Heights location, we're looking at uh, about half a million dollars in loss. Oh
3: my goodness, really? Wow, people don't uh, know that, man. Know, yeah. So obviously, you know, we're getting,
0: you know, we're losing that money, and you know. Obviously they're still getting paid, you know, that's yeah. a whole another issue, but, um, you know, that's, you know, benefits that, you know, we can give our employees that's, um, right. you know, that's taxes that, you know, we're not paying. So, um, you know, that's, that's the frustrating part, not, not the taxes part, but, you know, just the, the economic impact that's really having. Um,
2: and, and that's one thing I think it's not being talked about either. You know, the government is issuing all this money, you know, handouts, whatever you want to call it. And they're losing a tremendous amount of revenue, both the federal government, when you think about payroll taxes, sales tax Mm -hmm. is a huge funder of local governments, state and local governments. And, you know, that's going to be, I think, the next big crisis is, you know, these state and local governments running out of money. Because if you're not going in and shopping and and generating that sales tax, especially in St. Louis County, I mean— you know, the sales tax is yeah. very significant. It's probably, why well, I think, close to 10% in most municipalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is a real economic concern that I have.
0: Yeah, it's sad. And, the, you know, the mental health aspect has not been talked about very much. I mean, I was reading something the other day that, you know, domestic violence um, cases have jumped by 43% in Jefferson County. Oh,
3: wow. No kidding.
0: So Sometimes you're you too know, close. Say, I mean, you know, getting... Yeah you know, getting money from the government I guess could be a good thing, but at the same time, you know, when, you know, you're dealing with, you know, this and obviously it's a trying time for everybody, but you know, you have to look at the mental health side of things too. You know, the with, you know, domestic issues and, you know, calls to the suicide hotline have surged and, you know, how many people are just drinking all day. I mean, that's yeah. you know, that's a whole another issue that isn't really talked about.
3: Mike Duffy's the monolith amongst restaurants in the history of Saint Louis from the early days to the present day, and who knows beyond this particular day. That's Mike Duffy, Paul Duffy. We appreciate you guys being here on the Mark Milton Show.
1: Smash, Mark. We love you guys. You're doing a great job. Appreciate you having us on.
3: All right. Big blessings on you guys over there. Hey, we'll be back in just a moment here. You got it on the Mark Milton Show.